this is your friend, Michael Thompson, who is just sitting here celebrating as a champion in Christ with a big, huge smile because nothing can separate me and nothing can separate all of you who are in Christ from the love of God. We're joint heirs of a great kingdom, and in a little while, the war for this world will be over. But in the meantime, this podcast is all about like totally passionately urging and feeding and doing everything we possibly can to encourage you just to love and and to just roll, go bananas with the Lord and also to be fully given over toward reaching those that don't know him yet. This is, this is what Jesus died for. To see, he came to seek and save the lost and that's what we want to do with our lives as well. So let's love God, let's reach the lost and let's do it with a song of praise the whole way. And then we'll be done. We'll go to heaven. We'll see each other there and celebrate with the nation. So anyways, let's talk about a really, really tough topic today. And it's the topic of when leaders uh, fail. Um, every single person here would probably say that they know of someone that they looked up to that failed. And my reason for this podcast, which to be honest, at first I was like, ah, that's not that, well, I'm not that passionate about this. But then I realized, no, wait, I totally am. And the reason I am is because I believe that many of us carry around with us baggage that weighs us down and holds us back because we've been hurt and wounded by leaders that we looked up to. So we're going to talk about that today. And at the end of this podcast, I am praying that we will leave here with a new renewed strength and with the burdens lifted so that we could go out and run the race more freely. So let's start with a story. So there was this, oh, actually, let me pray first. Lord, today uh, we gather together and pray once again for each other that you would breathe life, remove any weights that we carry and send us out stronger and more free than when we arrived. We all pray this, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. So there's this guy. He had a national platform, super respected, loved by people, great ministry, super leader. He led tons of people. He was an, just an exceptional worship leader, by the way, uh, among other things. And just a real wonderful guy, hero to people who loved God. He was famous. He had that celebrity kind of status uh, in the kingdom. And he's known by people, Christians, non-Christians, you know, people that knew the Lord, people that didn't know the Lord, they knew him. And as is often the case with that much like power and respect, it, it was like he could do no wrong. And as is also often the case, he eventually got, um, you know, and it doesn't happen all the time, but he, he, was, he started to get a big head and, and eventually he found some woman that he just felt like, wow, I just, I really want her. And, and because he was like, you know, the man, he basically just got some people that were close to him to just go out and reach out to her and have her come secretly to him. And, and, and no one really knew. It was quiet, you know, no one really knew. And it was just under the surface. It was a secret in the life of an apparent, all God loving, perfect type leader. Well, what happened though is that she got pregnant. And, and uh, when he found out, then it was just all about the cover up. And, I won't go into all the details, the details. There's always lots of details of these stories, but 
uh, the scandal was was really really big time. It was so dark. People were even killed in this case to protect the leader, the secret, and uh, even the woman's husband actually was killed. And you know, not all scandals come out, but this one did. And someone close to the situation found out had the courage to speak directly to him and tell him what you've done. What you're doing, massive problem, massive sin against God. What you might realize at this point, by the way, is that I'm talking about one of the most heroic men of God in the entire Bible, King David. His story is found in 2 Samuel 11, 12, an amazing story. This guy, David, he had a massive heart for God, and yet there's this massive scandal. So can you imagine uh, what people were thinking when that came out? And and. Again, I go back to you, though. What do you do when great leaders fail or when you've had one close to you? Uh, What do people do? Well, certainly there's all sorts of questions that just immediately come out. You know, were they a fraud from the beginning or did they just kind of fall over time? Jesus teaches us sometimes people are wolves in sheep clothing right from the start. And then other time, like in this case with David, they, they, they somehow fall over time. Another question is like, how could, could no one have seen this coming? Why are we just finding out now? And why didn't people take more action? And, and, in, and while these questions are happening, Satan is so happy to just kind of go in for the kill. Isn't this entire God thing perhaps just a big fraud? And, and is, is there really anyone who's the real thing? And the emotions are so huge. There's shock and there's tears and anger and you know, disillusionment and the impact. People walk away from God. People who are considering possibly following Jesus, they, they say, no, no thanks. Those guys are all hypocrites. And, and uh, sometimes uh, it just feels like there's just no end to the reverberation. It can go for years. And, and ministry leaders, a lot of times, the leadership boards are put under enormous pressure and sometimes rightly confronted with their own failures and not holding a leader more accountable. But these are all too familiar uh, dynamics of stories. But what I want to do is ask you a question. What about you? Where are you in all this? Who has hurt you? When have you been super hurt, angry, maybe even uh, shook up by some leader? What do you do? I want to just give you, before we close, just three key steps that you need to take in order to be free uh, from the weight uh, of these kind of uh, events in our lives. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews, it says, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles. Everything that hinders us, this could be one of those things that you may not even realize it. So let's be free and throw off the things that keep us from running free. And uh, I've sensed this in so many people, just kind of a cynicism and an anger to specific people. So let's, let's be free, starting with step one. Let's just get back to celebrating Jesus. Friend, think about that person and then think about Jesus. Now you, you tell me, who is your leader? Jesus has always been your leader. Everyone else was just temporary, a grasshopper, a vapor, a mist. Uh, and and Jesus alone has always been the real role model. He's always been your hero. He's always been the one that should be on the pedestal. He's the one that's worthy of your adoration and your respect and your your your, your absolute respect and worship. And 
and it's never been someone else. And Jesus can be celebrated. You do have the real thing. You do have the real thing, and his name is Jesus. It's never been about the imperfect people that are trying to point to him in some way. So let's just celebrate Jesus and focus on him. Second step, let it go. Just let it go. The Lord will help you. You just have to take the step. You've prayed it so many times in the Lord's Prayer, right? Forgive us our debts as we forget, forgive our debtors or you know, forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against. Basically, in like normal English, God, forgive us even as we try and forgive people, especially those that have really hurt us. So let the prayer be realized today. Forgive others too. I want to tell you something really important. There is no one in this world who is unqualified for the forgiveness, for the love, for the compassion of God. He is loving toward all he's made, including the epic fallen leader. Um, It doesn't mean that there's not consequence, but make no mistake, there are supernatural, glorious, powerful tools, God's grace, supernatural forgiveness, and unconditional love. And those attributes that are of God need to be manifest in me and you as we let it go. We are the ones that need to be set free. We are the ones that need to be set free with a genuine heart of love and compassion and even hope for a better tomorrow for every fallen hero, for every fallen leader. And lastly, let's take the step of rooting for, cheering on, hoping for the best for the fallen, praying for them. And, and when a leader falls, uh, by the way, it's, it's a huge deal when it comes out. I, mean, I have, and you may have heard there's several times, sometimes leaders have been known, even they just take their life. They're just so humiliated and the enemy closes in. And, and what's really sad is a lot of times a believer say, well, you don't meet the threshold of forgiveness. Um, so no matter what you do, we're going to hold it against you. Sometimes for years, people will not. It doesn't mean that uh, everything's perfect, but that posture of forgiving as God forgave us is so important. But not just, I'm not going to, I'm going to forgive you, but also I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you to reveal and renounce and, and be restored. Revealing and renouncing your sins. Like Proverbs 28, it's miraculous for someone to say, Uh, Okay, they've achieved this. It says, whoever conceals their sin but does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them, he finds mercy. And John 1, 9, 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and he will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. The miraculous scenario for any fallen leader is what happened with David. After all the dramas going on and all the the trouble and the embarrassment and the shame and the, and the fear of consequence, all that swirling around, he goes off and he pens Psalm 51. That's a miraculous prayer of a leader. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and, and grant me a a a willing spirit that would sustain me to carry on. That's what we want 
in every situation. And that's what the enemy fears. And that's what brings glory to Christ, who is the ultimate forgiver of imperfect people. As a practical step, uh, I would challenge you, friend, before you go, uh, before we close, I want to challenge you with this. Ask God who comes to mind Perhaps someone would come to mind that's a leader that has failed epically. Maybe someone that's hurt you even personally as a leader and through their failure. And I encourage you to just ask God, even as I play, I'll play for a while. You can leave when you need to. But I want to ask you to just sit here and remember those three things, to celebrate Jesus, let it go, root for that person, and then even ask God how he might have you reach out to that person and encourage them and say something or do something that would be in line with what he would want you to do. So as I play, just take the time. Slow down, oh, fast-paced, busy person. And just use this time to pray for fallen leaders, to reach out to fallen leaders, to ask God to create in you a clean heart to heal you. But just take the time. And when you're done, you're done, but I'm just going to play for a while for those that want to stick around for a while. Um, I close with this verse. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race that has been marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith